0: Welcome to the Odessa First Assembly Podcast. I'm Tony, the Digital Ministry Manager here at OFA, and we're excited to have you join us for our new sermon series, Proverbs, God's Wisdom for Living. Throughout this series, we'll be diving into the book of Proverbs to explore the timeless wisdom that God has provided us for living our lives to the fullest. So sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and empowered by God's Word as we journey through Proverbs together. Without further ado... Here's Pastor Todd Starnes with today's message from Proverbs God's Wisdom for Living. Have your Bibles turned to the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter
1: 10. We're in a series on Proverbs right now. Our second week, last week we looked at Proverbs chapter 1 and uh, the first part of, I think, 1 through 7. And so uh, we're going to continue on with that. And um, excited about this morning. So Proverbs chapter 10 is where we're going to pick up And so last week I talked about, we kind of opened up with some one-liners and so of wisdom And this week I posted something on social media and got some responses And here's just a few of those that I got back I thought were pretty good um, One of them is, you may be familiar with it, if you're familiar with it you can help me fill in the blank Teamwork makes the, the dream work, you guys know that one Um, A friend of mine, a pastor in Roaring Springs, he posted this one, never drink downstream from the, not too many, not too many cattle people in here, I guess. You don't want to drink downstream from the herd. So think about that one for a minute. If you don't take time to do it right, you'll find the time to do it twice or again. So one, uh, one of my cousins, she posted this, something my grandmother used to say, if it not for the grace of God, I go. Anybody ever heard that? If it not for the grace of God, I go. I, I really love the meaning of that because really what it's talking about is, you know, we, we're aliens here. Did you know that? We're citizens of heaven. And we don't live life the way we used to live life. Is it, you know, Paul wrote about that we... Were sinners, w e r e we. That's what we. Is is there a were in the house? Anybody a were? You know, and we see the direction when people are headed towards destruction. But if it wasn't for the grace of God, we would be going that path as well. But but God, right? But God. So we're gonna we're gonna go and we're gonna jump in. But let's pray first, Father. We thank you for this morning and. And once again, just your work in us and in our hearts. And as we always pray, Lord, we pray that your word will be, that our our hearts will be good soil for your word to penetrate and do its work in us. And we thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Amen. When we're speaking about biblical wisdom, we're really, when we're looking at the book of Proverbs, it's something about both knowledge and skill. It's showing us, it's just not giving us a download of information or a download of maybe one-liners or anything like that, but it's also meant to bring skill and us for it to, to live out and to work out. If you remember what I talked to you about last week, one of the things about proverbs it's it's kind of how wisdom works is is really like an artist it's just not some kind of book knowledge but it's something in our heart that we we live out and when you look at proverbs the first nine chapters of course we talked about chapter one last week but the first nine chapters is from the point of view of a father to a son and so when you read Proverbs, when you go through those first nine chapters, that's what, it's, that's what the foundation is. It's as of a father imparting wisdom to a son about what it means to have virtue, what it means to have integrity, what it means to be generous and live in a place of generosity, what it, what it means to, to fall in the folly. What it means to live life selfishly, what, what pride does to us. And so, in the way a father would set down a son is the way that we read those first nine chapters. But in chapter 10, there's a shift. And that's really where we have a lot of just the, I guess, power statements we see in, in the book of Proverbs, and one which we'll look at this morning. But Proverbs really, what Proverbs is, is the accumulated insight of God's people to live in a way that honors God and others. And so Solomon is not the only author. I know Solomon is the the largest portion, but Solomon's not the only author of the book of Proverbs. There is a group of men. Cassandra, that's who I I knew it. There you are. Cassandra's here. That's the other person I was thinking of that I forgot about. So she was here this weekend helping us out. So that'll kind of be odd on the podcast, but that's okay. I looked over there. Oh, there she is. Proverbs the accumulated knowledge insight of God's people to live in a way that honors God. And so we're gaining this insight from the, my, the, the wisest man that ever lived, plus those around him, and we gain insight for that. And so what I want to do this morning, I'm going to do something a little unique. It's going to take us a, just a touch of time than what it normally does, but we're going to read. I'm going to read through, we're just going to look at Proverbs chapter 10. So we're going to read the chapter together. So, I want you to follow along if you have your Bible, or maybe you want to follow along on the screen. And we, this year, have decided that I'm preaching mostly out of the New Living Translation, the NLT. Last year, I preached out NS ESV. You know, Proverbs is a book that I really like in a more literal translation. I really do. I really like the New King James and the ESV and the, uh, and the New American Standard. But we'll, we'll get the, the new livingness really puts it in simple terms for us. And so let's just begin in verse 1. And if, you're a, if you like to highlight, this is a good time if, if one of those verses jump out at you. But we see some things that are going along with what I'm going to preach this morning. We're going to look at a lot of verses this morning. But Proverbs chapter 1. A wise child brings joy to the father. A foolish child brings grief to a mother. I more than one time when my kids did something, you know, yo, here's how parents say it here comes your kid. Right? <laughs> so that, that's exactly what we're seeing right here. A wise child brings joy to the father, a foolish child brings grief to the mother. Verse 2: tainted wealth has no lasting value, but right living can save your life. The Lord will not let the godly go hungry. But he refuses to satisfy the cravings of the wicked. Lazy people are soon poor. Hard workers get rich. A wise youth harvests in summer, but one who sleeps during harvest is a disgrace. Here's one that kind of leaps out at me. Verse 6. The godly are showered with blessings. The words of the wicked conceal violent intentions. We have happy memories of the godly, but the name of the wicked person rots away. The wise are glad to be instructed, but babbling fools fall flat on their faces. People with integrity walk safely, but those who follow crooked paths will be exposed. Verse 10, people who wink at wrong cause trouble. But a bold reproof promotes peace. The words of the godly are a life-giving fountain. The words of the wicked conceal violent intention. Hatred stirs up quarrels, but love makes up for all offenses. Wise words come from the lips of people with understanding, but those who lacking sense will be beaten with a rod. Wise people treasure knowledge, but the babbling of a fool invites disaster. The wealth of the rich is their fortress, the poverty of the poor, their destruction. The earnings of the godly enhance their lives, but evil people squander their money on sin. People who accept discipline are on the pathway to life. Those who ignore correction will go astray. Hiding hatred makes you a liar. Slandering others makes you a fool. That's a, this is better than fortune cookies, isn't it? Here's our text, and I'm going to keep reading after this, but this is the portion we're going to focus on this morning. In verse 19, too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. The words of the godly are like sterling silver. The heart of the fool is worthless. The words of the godly encourage many, but fools are destroyed by their lack of common Sense. But let's finish off the chapter since we're this far. The blessing of the Lord makes a person rich, and is, he adds no sorrow to it. Doing wrong is fun for a fool, but living wisely brings pleasure to the sensible. The fears of the wicked will be fulfilled. The hopes of the godly will be granted. When the storms of life come, the wicked are whirled away, but the godly have a lasting foundation Lazy people irritate their employers <clears throat> like vinegar to the teeth or smoke to the eyes. Fear of the Lord lengthens one's life. Do you want to live longer? But the years of the wicked are cut short. The hopes of the godly result in happiness. The expectations of the wicked Come to nothing. The way of the Lord is a stronghold to those with integrity, but destroys the wicked. The godly will never be disturbed, but the wicked will be removed from the land. The mouth of the godly person gives wise advice, but the tongue that deceives will be cut off. The lips of the godly speak helpful words, but the mouth of the wicked speaks perverse words. And so, our text we're looking at too much talk leads us in, be sensible. Keep your mouth shut. The words of the godly are like sterling silver. The heart of the fool is worthless. The words of the godly carry encouragement, but fools are destroyed by their lack of common sense. I want to add one more verse to this. It's Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 3. Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 3, and it says this. Those who control their tongue will have a long life. Opening your mouth can ruin everything. And so that brings me to number one. Number one is this: shut up. That's number one: is shut up. I, you know, when I was growing up as a kid, um, matter of fact, Angela talks about there were there were two s words they were not allowed to say in their house when they were growing up, and that was shut up and stupid. And so, when they got really mad at each other and they wanted to, you know, rebel against their parents, they could, they, you know, they'd say. Shut up, stupid, you know, and I mean, they're really walking on thin ice there, but number one is shut up. Never miss an opportunity to keep your mouth shut. The Proverbs tell us, Proverbs 17, 9, love prospers when a fault is forgiven. Dwelling on it separates close friends. It goes on to verse uh, A little bit later, it says, whoever covers an offense seeks love, or the SV says it this way, whoever covers an offense seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates close friends. And so what do you want to do? Shut it. Proverbs 17, 14, the beginning of strife is like the letting out of water. So quit before the quarrel breaks out. Verse 19, uh, chapter 19, verse 11. Sensible people control their temper. They earn respect by overlooking wrongs. And then we get to Proverbs twenty six twenty. Proverbs is so much about our speech and our tongue. Proverbs 26, verse 20. A fire goes out without wood, and quarrels disappear when gossip stops. A quarrelsome person starts fights as easily as hot embers like charcoal or fire wood. Rumors are dainty morsels that sink deep into one's heart. I'm going to tell you this morning, we live in a culture that, uh, you know, I mean, I, I think, I don't know if it, it seems like. You know, when we went through that span of, of COVID, that it just really put everything on steroids and emptied everything up with the news and, and social media. But certain things, I mean, there, there's necessary things for life. We need, we need water, we need food, we need, we need air, and, and we want protection. But it isn't necessary for us to state our opinion about everything. I mean, if we're looking at the wisdom of Proverbs, to have you don't have to have the last word in every argument. You, you don't have to demand your way in every discussion. You don't have to defend yourself with every single criticism. You don't have to draw a line on every single issue. And yet it seems like that's exactly the way, the culture in which we live right now. Listen I'm going to talk more about it in just a moment but us living at peace with one another sometimes we just need to shut the trap. We need to I mean have you if you've lived life long enough at some point you you've been saying something and and those words are coming out right and you're like no come back. But we can't do that can we? We can't put it back in there. You know, when I was, when I was, I think through, as I've gotten older a little bit, and yes, I have matured through the years some, um, you know, being in youth ministry for as long as I was all those years, that, that does something to you. But anyway, uh, you know, I, I, I remember, you know, my 20s and 30s of just how, you know, outspoken I was and how direct I was. And one of the excuses I used often, I, I would say, you know, when I would like drop the bombshell As I would say, you know, I'm just saying what you're thinking anyway. Well, that's not good wisdom. Sometimes we just need a shuddy. Sometimes we just need to keep our thoughts and our words to ourselves. The Proverbs also tell us a wise mind comes wise speech, and words of the wise are persuasive. And that's what we want our speech to be. And so what do we want to do? We want to think before you speak. Think before you speak. That goes back to what I talked about last week is, you know, we want to pause and we want to pray. We want to pause before we react because in prayer we want to respond in the right way. And the reality is this. I mean, Scripture tells us, right, one of my favorite verses. You guys are going to know I've said this verse so, so, so many times. But we don't return insult for insult or railing for railing, but with blessing, so that we also will inherit a blessing. And so one of the ways we walk that scripture out is when something offends us. When you know when when that cold water gets splashed on us, maybe the first thing we shouldn't do is word vomit. Maybe we should pause and respond. James 1.19 tells us, Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You shall all be quick to what? Quick to what? Quick to listen, but slow to speak. Quick to listen, but slow to speak. This is great for marriages too, by the way. <laughs> But when James writes, he says, understand this. I mean, what he's saying is like, I want you to take special note of this. We're not simply, it's not just, we're. you know, of course I'm not telling you not to have conversations. I'm not telling you not to talk to each other. But what I am saying is, is that you want to take careful thought into your responses and the things that you say. We're, it's just not about not talking but it's also being willing to listen and so we need to have we want to think before we speak we want to process things sometimes and and i think that really since we're doing the community together and we live life together you know it's really important to allow people to process things sometimes you know, sometimes I'll, you know, I'll come home or whatever, we'll be having you know, dinner around the table and I'll be excited about something and I'm going 100 miles an hour and, and talking about something and, and Angela and the kids are like looking at me at a cafe at a new gate and I'm like, well fine then, I'll go find somebody else to talk this stuff about, you know. But the thing is, I've been processing, I've been thinking, this is something that's been stirring in me and when people hear things sometime for the first time, just just let them soak it in a little bit. I'm getting really good advice right now. I got three fingers pointing back at me. I know, but it's okay. And so when we're slow to speak, when when we're quick to listen and we're slow to speak, it also, it, it shifts just really the way that we live our life. And here's another thing. It's a readiness to obey what we hear. When we're slow to speak, Our hearts are more prepared to receive of something the Lord would speak to us, or maybe a mentor would speak to us, or a leader, a shepherd would speak to us. It gives us a readiness to to receive and accept what's being shared with us. We often find the attitude among believers that it's, well, let me put it this way. There's so many, sometimes I feel so much pressure Because anytime I communicate or speak or preach, sometimes I feel like I've got to be the entertaining one and full of relevancy and energy and, and keep everybody's attention. But I want you to know this morning that some of the job is on you as well to be quick to listen. Whenever anybody's declaring, speaking, conversations, whatever it is, we want our hearts open. And whenever you're in a room and, and you have expectant people ready to hear, that also supercharges an atmosphere. So slow to speak means speaking with humility and patience. Slow to speak means speaking with humility and patience. Constant talking keeps a person from being able to hear. There has been many times where, um, I mean, just through the years that when there's an altar call and we're praying for people and, and, you know, and I really, you know, sometimes it's just, you know, you know, the Lord wants to speak to him, and, and, you know, the thing is, is when even in prayer, you know, when you're going 100 miles an hour, sometimes you just need to stop and listen. I mean, whether it be our devotional time on altar time, don't let your prayer time just be you coming to the Lord and just dumping a bunch of need. I mean, yes, we come both to the throne of grace. We, we, we present our needs to the Lord. It's like the scripture tells us. But you also need to take time to listen. Be quick to listen. Be quick to listen. Listening carefully, considering um, prayerfully. Sometimes we just talk too much and we need to listen a little bit more. There was a man by the name of Zeno. I'm not sure when he lived or who even the guy was, but he said something really neat. He said this, we have two ears but only one mouth that we may hear more and speak less. Number 2 is this is that we build up. First point is we shut up, but then we build up. It's not just enough to shut up. God wants us to speak life into one another. Did you know that? God wants us to speak life to encourage one another. Let's look at some more Proverbs. We're going to go through four of them very quickly. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 11. The words of the godly are a life-giving fountain. The words of the wicked conceal violent attentions. We just read that in our te- that passage in Proverbs 10. Proverbs 12, 18. Some people make cutting remarks... But the words of the wise bring healing. You know, I know that some of us in the room, I'm pointing a finger at me, our love language is sarcasm. (laughs) Did you say that's not love language? That's my love. Sarcasm is my love language. But listen, sometimes we just need to dial it back. And to speak life into people and love into people. Not everything has to be a quip or a comeback or a cut down. Even among close friends. Proverbs fifteen four: Gentle words are a tree of life. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. And here's more of the passage. Proverbs 18, verses 20 and 21. Wise words satisfy like a good meal the right words bring satisfaction the tongue can bring death or life those who love to talk will reap the consequences we need to have conversations and talk to one another in a way that builds that strengthens one another We want to speak with words of grace. Words of grace are the right words at the right time with the right spirit. Have you ever received that before? I mean, it's just in that moment, somebody, maybe even it seems like spontaneous or inadvertently, just shares something with you, speaks life into you. It it energizes you, doesn't it? I mean, it, it, it builds you up. It, it strengthens you. Maybe if we spoke like that more to one another. Words of grace are the right words at the right time with the right spirit. We don't want to always you know, be criticizing and hurtful and tearing down. And, and I know even looking at the world around us, it's so easy to do right now. But we still need to speak life into people. Life into people. The scripture tells us in Ephesians chapter four and verse thirty-two, instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another. So be kind to one another. I mean, have a have a soft heart. Be trusting to one another, forgiving one another. I mean, so many times our our feelings get hurt just because we read something the wrong way or we heard something the wrong way when the communicator never meant it that way Forgiving be be generous with your forgiveness, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. The scripture also says that uh, it, it, it has all. If you've been through our membership class, we'll be having another sign up in th- of that soon. But put others first in a spirit of humility. If you want to build others up, if you want to encourage each other, then speak to each other in a spirit of humility. In our, in our membership class, we go through the one another's of Scripture. Listen, if you really want to do like kind of a, a Bible study of going through passages, It's going through the one-anothers of the New Testament. It's really powerful. I mean, they say things like this. I mean, these are so good. Outdo one another in showing honor. I mean, this is Scripture telling us. Outdo one another by showing honor. I mean, can you imagine what it would do for us if we had a competition in who honored someone else the most? Live in harmony with one another. You know, that harmony is a beautiful word. It doesn't mean that you're going to have the same ideas, the same opinions, the same viewpoints. But when those different opinions and thoughts and processes come together, it's not nails on a chalkboard, but it's harmony. Do you know how you do that? You give honor to one another. Admonish one another. Wait for one another, I, you know. So many. I, I, I'm still kind of processing what that means because so many times we'll be going somewhere and, and like heading into a, into a store, and Angela's like, "Would you wait for me?" You know, because I tend to walk a little faster. I don't know if that's what it means. The husband wait for your wife to catch up to you. Most of the time, I feel like it's me because I don't know what she does in the car for like three minutes whenever we stop anywhere. Am I the only guy? Just the wrong time to say that. Okay. Anyway. Um, have the same look, look. Look. Have the same care for one another. Be servants of one another. Bear one another's burdens. Comfort one another. Build one another up. Be at peace with one another. Do good to one another. Put up with one another, because sometimes you just got to be kind and compassionate to one another. Submit to one another. Forgive one another. Confess your sins to one another. Pray for one another. Be hospitable to one another. Meet one another with humility. And there are so much more in the New Testament. The scripture also tells us this in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 24. Let us think of ways to motivate one another. Let, let us thank on ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Let us be creative in thinking and processing how to motivate each other to good works. And let us not neglect the meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now the day of the Lord's return is near. A word of encouragement offered in the right moment can be the difference between staying strong or collapsing as we run this marathon. As we run this marathon, but make no mistake: some this book, you know, an encouraging word, a build, an exhortation, a building up word is not always. Man, you look good today. You look great. You're awesome. I mean, sometimes it comes in the form of correction. Sometimes, and it comes in the form of a rebuke. Are you following me this morning? But that should build, it's, it's meant to build us up. Build us up. And sometimes we get discouraged. I remember it was, it was years ago, and uh, I, I me and Angela may not even be buried, you know, maybe heading into a year. And, and uh, we were really discouraged at a place and, and really discouraged and, and just fruit and, you know, life and, you know, all those kind of things. And, and I'll never forget this. We're, we're walking on a sidewalk at camp. We're coming, coming from um, the housing area and heading towards a concession stand. And this random, really girl, really girl stops us. And so she starts really speaking good things to us, and I mean, none of it was like really mind blowing and but i was we were kind of you know really really discouraged and and I mean she was just you know she was exhorting us and encouraging us and and uh and and speaking life, and I was really having a hard time receiving, it. and sometimes that's where you are in life and and uh you know and I was kind of battling. I was like, "Is she trying to say this is from the Lord?" You know, I mean, because nothing she's saying is really like brain science. If you know us very well, every, you know, her expressing our heart to us. I mean, some of that's true. And and then, she, you know, if you guys know, I say it all the time that I'm I'm I'm, I'm a huge skeptic. And so then she stops, and I, I, you know, now I know it was the Holy Spirit. But then she stops, and she says, "I'm going to sing you a song." And I was like, "Okay, now we're just going weird." And I was like, you're, I was like, oh, and I'm trying to keep a poker face, you know, and uh, so she starts singing Zephaniah. She says, "Matter of fact, I'm going to sing your favorite verse to you." I was like, you, I'm, and then I'm thinking, you don't know my favorite verse, and she starts singing Zephaniah three seventeen to us, which is my favorite verse, and and I mean, it was absolutely beautiful. And it was, like, it was like the Spirit of God. I mean, I got plugged into the wall socket. Does that make sense? Listen, when you take time and you, 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 you close it down and you start learning to hear from the Spirit of God, you'll know the right thing to say at the right time to the right person. You really will. And I believe this about the will of the Lord. I believe that we can live in a place in walking with the Spirit of God. Galatians 5.25 says this, If we're going to live by the Spirit, then let us keep in step with the Spirit. I believe that we can be so uh, uh, consumed and the Holy Spirit working inside of us, sometimes we will do something what seems to be spontaneous, but it's God's will working through us. I'm going to say that again Because that's a good truth The Bible says in Galatians 5.25 If I'm going to walk in the Spirit Then keep in step with the Spirit Keep in sync with Him And so what that means is Is that I'm not finding information out behind When I need it But it's happening right at the moment And I'm going to tell you We live in a place and a culture and, and And the peers around us That need not just our words But the Spirit of God words Take that for free. Number three is this: is speak up. Is speak up. Well, I thought you said shut up. Well, I know, you know, you understand. I'm not talking about just not having conversations. I'm not. I'm not talking about just not. You know, hanging out with your friends or whatever. You know, let's let our words and what we speak and what we say let it be meaningful. Instead of gossip being the morsels that go down in our soul, how about we have something constructive come up out of our spirit and speak life into some people around us? And so we need to speak up. Proverbs chapter 31, verses 8 and 9 says this, Open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all who are destitute, Open your mouth, judge righteously, defend the rights of the poor and the needy. You know, I was reminded, you know, we're coming up on, we're in a three-day weekend, and Martin Luther King days coming up tomorrow. And just to remind you, in 1955, when Rosa Parks was a seamstress in Montgomery, Alabama, And the city buses were segregated. Rosa got on the bus, went to the back, to the black section, and took the first available seat. A few stops later, the bus filled up and a white man got on. The bus driver demanded that she give him her seat. And she said four words that really changed history. No, I will not. And I'm grateful that she said those four words. And we are in a society. Listen, I, I, if I, yeah, we could if I had time. And I mean, I know there's all kinds of avenues and directions that we of speaking truth and love, and, and and there's so much we could talk about this. But listen, the culture around us, the society around us, the antichrist spirit around us is trying to silence us. Is trying to quiet us. And I believe with all, yes, I believe as believers that our actions may be even more important than what we say. I I think somebody even posted that when I asked that question, that you know, our you know we want our walk and our talk to meet up, and sometimes our walking is more important than our talking. But listen to me: the word of God, the truths of God, still need to be vocally declared. And where we stand and what we believe in need to be vocally declared. I'm not suggesting that it's on a billboard or, a, or excuse me, a poster board at some, um, uh, 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 whatever they're called, what are those things called? Not a uh, demonstration. So are, you, are you following me? If somebody can put words in my mouth it would help me a lot. And so, you know, and maybe that's your thing. I'm not saying don't do it. What I'm saying is we, listen, there are things in legislation, I don't know if you realize this or not, but there was some right before the shift at Washington that happened just at this, at, at this juncture, there was legislation that it was in motion to outlaw preachers to, to not be able to preach against homosexuality. It is time for believers, yes, we can stand up in a righteous way, we can stand up in a loving way, we don't have to be belligerent and rude and and and, and just loud and yelling at people, we need the Spirit of God flowing through us, but we need to stand up and speak up for what's right. We need to speak up for what's right. You know, so many times, I, you know, when I, of course, it's been years since, I, you know, back in the day, I was an avid golfer, loved playing golf and played all the time. And not, and normally I would, I would, what I would do, I was, I would go play by myself and I would pick up with guys and, uh, you know, I, I tried to join in with a group and, and so, and, and the point was, is that I, I wanted to, you know, have interaction with them invite them to church, that type of thing. And so, um, I, I, I played a I played the back nine alone a lot. If you're following me, <laughs> but anyway, um, and it wasn't because of how I played, but you know, I, you know, just we start talking. Hey, what do you do? What, and I'm I mean, I just sitting, you know, normally just come out and say, Hey, I'm a I'm a preacher, and uh, because you know these guys, I mean, they're 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 cutting up, carry on, and cussing, and all that kind of stuff, and being lewd and crude and. And all that, you know, and I mean, I, I just, you know, just have a conversation with them. And, and so usually, you know, seven, you know, whole seven, eight had come up and, you know, what, you know, what do you do? It's like, well, I'm, I'm a preacher. And I mean, every time they just kind of look at you blank because they're thinking back to everything they just talked about and said. And they I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry for my language. It's like, but it's like, I'm not the one you got to apologize to. You need to apologize to the Lord. <laughs> I mean, sometimes we got to stand up and we, we speak up. I didn't say, oh, that's okay. I mean, I, I knew, I, you, know, I was trying to, you know, I was trying to fish with bait. I wasn't throwing out just a hook. Otherwise, I'd have said something on hole one. I mean, you know, we got to be wise as serpents but harmless as doves, as Scripture tells us. But we need to speak truth. It is okay to say something, to speak life into those around you, even when they're doing wrong. Matter of fact, the Bible says that this gospel has to be preached. It has to
0: be preached. Would you stand with me this morning? Thanks for tuning in to the Odessa First Assembly podcast. If you've enjoyed today's message, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode. You can also follow us on social media for updates and inspirational content throughout the week. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at First. Ag, And if you're in the area, we'd love to have you join us in person for our Sunday morning services at 10.30 a.m. You can also catch our live stream on Facebook, YouTube, and Church Online. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time on the Odessa First Assembly Podcast.